Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I am so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Jennifer Harshman and Harshman Services for sponsoring today's podcast episode. Jennifer and the team at Harshman Services do an amazing job of helping businesses grow and become more successful and organized by using blog posts, search engine optimization, and email marketing to reach your clients. I'm so thankful for how Jennifer and her team have helped me become more successful in my business. And if you're a realtor out there, I know that you can often get stressed and want to work smarter, not harder. You need something that you can set and forget about. So check out what Jennifer has built at RealtorEmails.com. She has an amazing offer and affordable tools to help you become more successful in your business. I'm so thankful for the team at Harshman Services for being a part of helping my business and for sponsoring the podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. I'm so excited for today's interview. I have my amazing friend, Shay Sparks, with us. Shay is the CEO, the Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, a certified fearless living coach and trainer. She hosts the Power of Investing in People podcast. She's the author of How to Get Your Voice Back and co-founder of Firestarters, the book project. Shay has an amazing story and I will let her get into it. And I'm just so thankful for her. She's an amazing friend that I met through TLF. And I'm so glad to just know her and be your friend and have her on the episode today. So Shay, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for inviting me on. This is, I'm a big fan of you and your show. So, you know, anything I can do to support you is, makes me happy. So thank you for having me. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. So let's get into it. You have been through a ton in your life and it will be so helpful for realtors. You know, I know you kind of just shared a brief bio about how you grew up and what you do now. So like, but just tell us from, from growing up and everything, like give us, give us like the couple minute story of Shay. Yeah. Well, that takes actually like a lifetime to go over, but <laughs> we can do that. We, the we can really, do that. <laughs> the really condensed quick version is uh, I grew up with two parents and two older brothers in a seemingly normal, quote unquote, life. And it was awful. It was emotionally unavailable. It was draining. It was not nurturing nor loving. And so now at the stage of life that I am, looking back, I can say, wow, so I've gone through so much. I've overcome so much of, you know, addiction and anger, depression, being a bully as well as being bullied. I mean, I think it's mm -hmm. kind of a, which comes first, the chicken or the egg, you are a bully or you're bullied and then you bully, right. And a low self-worth. And so even though I went through all of that, I was a high achiever. So I was the top sales in the, I'm also was in a former career. I was a hairstylist. And so I was a top salesperson in the salons in a corporate salon environment. So there was, gosh, I don't even know. I would guess probably about 15 or 18 salons. So I had all of this stuff going on in the background and somehow I still was able to achieve. And it wasn't until I really started to heal and peel away the layers of the onion that I am, that we all are, right? That I started to heal and really understand of I was in an abusive relationship for 12 years and why I was in that relationship. And when I would change the way I spoke to myself, 
I changed the way I spoke to my family. And what I learned in being in an abusive relationship is that it's familiar. And so my dad and I had a very tumultuous relationship growing up. And it wasn't until I became an adult and probably turned, I would say mid thirties that he actually, like we started to build up that friendship. And it was also, I think, because I talked to him differently and I loved him the way that I needed to be loved, not how he has always showed up, but what I needed. I reached out and hugged him and did that kind of thing, what I needed and would try to have deep, meaningful conversations with him. And he started to respond and started to Mm -hmm. shift. Mm -hmm. And in the last five years of his life, he actually became my best friend. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know at the time, but six months before he passed away, he was sharing for the first time ever that I could ever recall, he was sharing how he was drafted to Korea in the, I believe the Vietnam war, but he never said which war. And my whole lifetime up until that point, I thought he had enlisted. I had no idea he was drafted. And he, you know, was sharing a story about how he was prior to being drafted. He was already like an airline, um, not mechanic. What are they? uh, Air traffic controller, right? On the ground with the whole little things and the flags and all that right back in the day. So he did that. And now here he is on an actual air base in Korea. And he said, I just kept my head down and, you know, I I was a paper pusher. And I said, you didn't want to, you know, you didn't want to do the aircraft control over there. And he said, I didn't have a choice. I was just a farmer, a farm kid. And I was like, huh. First of all, when he said I didn't have a choice, it like permeated my soul because I thought, wow, how many times have I said that I didn't have a choice? Yeah. Um, One. And number two, he used the word just in front of what he's called himself, his identity, his role that he told himself. And I went, how many times do we as a society, but specifically, you know, what I was doing at the time was saying, oh, I'm just a hairstylist or I'm just a salesperson. And when he said that again, it was like, oh my gosh, we get so wrapped up with the title that we forget that we are so much more than the one thing. So that is really what led me down a path of trying to change the world. (laughs) And you are. Yeah. I mean, and and I don't just say that, like the things you're doing are important and special. I found it so interesting. So many people, and I didn't even know we were going to talk about this, but so many people will say, okay, like, who are you and what do you do? And it's hard to get out of that mindset, right? Right. right. You would you were sharing before we started recording about, you know, how you've listened, how in March on my podcast, I shared my story. And that was really, I didn't even say it at the time recording those because I didn't even remember. But I remember when I lost that W-2 job, February 26, 2019, like I'll always remember the day. Mm-hmm. And I would say to people, oh, who are you and what do you do? I was used to saying that. And for months after I lost my job, I stopped and I just said, like, who are you? Tell me about like something you like to do in your free time because I didn't have a job. Right. So I didn't want people telling me, oh, tell me about what you do. Oh, I'm an unemployed loser. And that's how I felt. But I think, man, even that is Mm -hmm. so big, like getting people out of that, like, you know, you could have at any of these points in your life, the abuse, addiction, depression, anger, all these things, bully and bullied, like you could have been like, 
my life doesn't have meaning. Why am I mm. here, etc. And so I think finding that passion for through what you're doing, the podcast, the book, coaching, all these different things. Now you're helping military people. And I'm excited to, to hear about that. But so many different spots where, hey, we probably need to get out of this mindset of my worth is my job. Yes. And yes. it's hard. It's so hard. Yes. I mean, so it really became apparent to me several years ago when I was trying to figure out what's next for me. So I was in this career that I had had for almost 20 something years at the time. And I, but I got now this abusive relationship and I was like, okay, what do I want my future to look like? What do I want to create going forward? I know my body can't handle, you know, doing hair for another 30 years. So what is it that I want to do? What does that look like? And I would go to networking events and I would talk to people about their business. And I love talking to people about their business and I love helping them in social media. And what are you doing on Instagram and this, that, and the other. And I was so like, ideas just flashed to me so quickly that then it would come to me and they're like, well, what about you? What do you, what do you do? And I would say, I'm just a hairstylist. And they're like, oh, so you want clients. You're here to get clients. I'm like, no, mm -mm, I'm good. I have no room to take more clients. I'm just here to meet interesting mm -hmm. and great people and to serve really. That's what it boils down to. I'm just here to serve. And I totally believe in the law of uh, reciprocity that if you serve enough people that they will come back and not necessarily they, but someone else will come back to serve you. And um, so that's kind of how I've lived my life. But this word just, it is so limiting, yeah. right? That we hold on to whatever our role is. And I have worked with people who are, you know, high level military who have like four words before their name as a title and then their name. Right. And, you know, chief master sergeant, you know, all these other things. I can't even think of some of them right now. And they're like, I'm just that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you are so much more than that. So when you say, who are you and what do you do? It should always be, who are you? Period. What you do is a byproduct of who you are. So for me to really reframe that and start off with who I am is I am energetic and excited about life and fun and enthusiastic and ready to go. You know, I love life and I'm a healer and empowering and growth mindset. And so that's who I am and everything else will fall into place. So I think for realtors, you know, think about that as you're, you know, you're having a conversation with, with someone. Cause I, to me, realtors or sales, right? Anything is, mm -hmm. is really based on relationships. Mm -hmm. and, and how do you build that up? And then you build that up by just being you. And then everything else will fall into place. I love that you say that, you know, it, it's so interesting. You know, so many people look at us, you know, whether it's whether it's you, whether it's me and feel like, oh, I wish I was as good as you. And I'm like, stop, stop looking at me. Right. Don't look at me like if I can inspire you to go do something or build something, that's great. But don't look at me as like, oh, you're the ultimate. I don't want that. Like, first of all, like for me, like my faith is an important part of that. I want them looking to Jesus, to God, rather than like, like don't look at John. So today. I was messaging a realtor, a good friend of mine. She listens to the podcast. And so she will, you know, message me, hey, thanks for that episode. And I remember saying something to her like, actually, I'm going to read it to you directly. You know, she was upset and she had a few deals fall apart recently. People not listening with her or buyers, you know, and I said, I just want to tell you, you're doing a great job. It's all going to come together. 
I don't know if she doesn't hear that from her, you know, team or whatever. And then I said, like I said, you don't want to be like me, be be you. And I said, I'm excited for the day when you're making 100K a year in real estate because it's coming. And now, again, it's not the number. Right. But I think it's, hey, you can create success in this business. Don't try to be like me. Be you. Right. Be authentic. Be your person like who you are. And it's going to come together. And you're so right about when you just are giving, building relationships. A lot of those things come together, but it's so hard for realtors, Mm -hmm. especially when the failure rate is so high. And I talk about that on the show all the time. Eighty percent, two years, 87 percent, five years. But there's just so many that are like, you know, I'm just trying to survive. I can't be that great. And I'm like, I'm a nobody. Like, and I'm, I, I appreciate it, but I'm just a guy that started a podcast and it's grown and been successful and I'm thankful, but I'm not anyone special. And I think that's a huge mindset piece for realtors and, and people in general, entrepreneurs in general. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with you. And I think it boils down to, let me see if I can recall what you just said that I was like, oh yeah, I got to talk about that. Well, first of all, no means next opportunity. Wow. And that's a mic drop. <laughs> I haven't heard that. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Yeah. And wow. so a lot yeah. of times when you're aligned with the career that you've chosen, I feel that the no is always next opportunity because something bigger is on the horizon. And so it's <laughs> that comes that mindset again, right? Our words is who we are, right? So if we talk to ourselves as, oh, this is awful. I'm not going anywhere. I wish I could be like John, blah, 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 which is great. I mean, John's amazing. Why wouldn't you want to be like him? Yeah. Um, but what I would love to see is be like, you know what? I want you to be better than me. Like, uh, thanks. Yeah. I love that you want to be like me. And I want you to be better than me. How about that? So how can we help you to be better than me? And by doing that is to just look at what we're saying to ourselves, what we're listening to. Like you said, their team is not boosting this particular person up, which is too bad. So how can you reframe it yourself? I will say this, that and I've been in places where I wasn't passionate about what I did. Mm -hmm. And that might be the disconnect. So what is it about, I'll kind of answer your statement, even though it wasn't a question, I'll kind of say to to the person who wrote in is Mm -hmm. ask yourself, what could you find about the real estate process? For me, because I'm thinking I have a a rental property we just started about a year ago. For me, it's like you're creating a home for people, like like a family, like how beautiful is that, that you get to create a home. So for me, I'm thinking that would be where the passion comes in. Like, oh my gosh, how exciting that you get to create this and be a part of this person's lifestyle, a part of this person's raising their family. Yeah. Wow. I love what you just said there. And it reminded me. So when I was in college, you know, I went to school for Bible, thought it was going to be a youth pastor, work at churches. And they would often train us that like, as you're like loving the kids and helping them grow, you want them to be the people that replace you. Yeah. And it's so countercultural because you're like, no, like, right. And this is not a crap on W2 podcast. I mean, I guess it's becoming one, but that's why I have so many issues with like the W2 job where you're worth two cents more per hour this year to me than you were last year. How about how do we make people better? How about instead of climbing the corporate ladder and we're trying to like stab people in the leg so we can pull like past them, 
We're trying to say, how do I make you better? And mm-hmm. that's that's it for realtors. You know, I had mm-hmm. someone that was on our team and they said, well, why are you trying to help me become a better realtor? I'll take business away from you here in Lancaster. You know, they were going to move here. And, and I said, we do not have enough good realtors. There's 1500 just in my county, but there are not enough good ones. And so if I can help you become a better one, I want to do that. And if I'm a good one, there's plenty of business to go around, right? It's not like, oh, I have to make sure you suffer in order for me to succeed. It's if I'm making you better, I'm becoming better for my clients, right? It's a mindset thing. I feel like that's the word of the day, mindset and how Mm -hmm. you think about not only yourself, but how am I helping others? Well, just what you said right there is scarcity. Well, what if, you know, I would be taking business away from you? No, that's scarcity mindset. That's competition. We are not in competition. We're in collaboration. Yeah. And how can we build each other up? So one of the things that I have always noticed in a salon. So I worked in salon for, you know, for 28 years. And the first half of my career was in a corporate salon. And the second half, I was a business owner and an operator, right? In, in the salon. And so what was so fascinating to me is people would always say, Well, you train people, but then they take your clients. And I'm like, great. Awesome. And they're like, why? Why is that okay? Now, corporate was like, absolutely not. Do not take our clients, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, you're not looking at this from the right point of view. You're allowing them to grow, spread their wings, take people with them so that more people can come in, right? Because that's the growth mindset, allowing people, creating space for more, for creating space for an abundance. So what you just said about, you know, you're training other people to be really great realtors. Think about that. If there were really great realtors in Lancaster, how many more people would want to move there? Yeah, isn't that so true? Space for more. And I love this whole conversation. There's so many little nuggets here we could talk about, but I love that space for more. I recently had handed off a client to someone on my team. They were new. So I said, hey, I'll split this deal with you in half. I'm giving you a pre-approved buyer and someone ready to list. You're going to do a majority of the work, but I'm going to give you half the money when you don't have any clients. And at first I'm like, wait, what? Well, like, it's almost like, I think even when we think of an abundance mindset, it's hard not to be like, no, no, no. And like clinch our fist and not help others. And then literally I gave that client away And like someone that was ready to list like a million plus dollar home called me the next day. And then today I was on the phone with someone I haven't spoken to in 13 years. I went to college with them and they want to see this home tomorrow and make a $500,000 offer. Well, if I was so busy with this other thing, not that it's the dollars, it's not. But if I'm so stressed, maybe I forget to call them back for three days. And then, hey, that million dollar listing went somewhere else. Hey, that $500,000 house was like, oh, well, forget you, John. You can't even respond to my message. And so I think it's all about, we only have so much capacity. Mm -hmm. And so by me helping another person, I'm pouring a little out of myself, either in in helping or just whatever it is to help them. But then it's like, okay, now that I help you, I have more space to fill up. Or maybe by encouraging you, relationally, I have some margin. And and I just think, man, the whole society, if they thought more like this, like what you're saying, an abundance mindset, we'd all be better people. Do you Mm -hmm. think so? Oh, absolutely. And I had to learn that. 
you know, I had to learn that, you know, I call it the hoarder. You when we're hoarding our clients like, no, you can't have them. It's like, okay, but then what happens next? Like, let's say that they move away or, you know, they unfortunately, you know, are no longer existing. Right. But yet you've hoarded them so much and, and then you're not allowing someone else to learn from you. And I think that's really part of the human existence as well is that when we learn something, it becomes knowledge. And when we share it, it becomes wisdom. And you have these mic drop moments. Wait, I got to write that one down. (laughs) Say that again for everybody. When we learn something, it becomes knowledge. And when we share that knowledge, it becomes wisdom. Wow. So you holding on to all this knowledge is just sitting there. It's not doing any justice until you share it. And then you share it and it spreads like wildfire, goes out into the world. <laughs> like, yes. Like fire starter. You become a yes. That's what you do. You become a fire starter and in this other person. So for me, it's like, why wouldn't you want to share your knowledge? Yeah. Wow. I love that. Learning it, it's knowledge. And then when you share it, it's wisdom. That's great. And it really goes back to, you know, your story, right? If yes. you imagine learning the lesson and then being like, Oh, but I'm not going to tell anybody I'm embarrassed. (laughs) Well, what's the point of that? I mean, it doesn't really make you feel better, right? I'm assuming because I know in bad things that have happened to me, I kept it to myself, right? For the last Mm -hmm. few years, it didn't help me. It actually, it was internalized. It almost made me worse. Well, Mm -hmm. now that I've shared my story, right? It's all out there, right? Right, It's all out there. But I hope I can help somebody. I hope that if somebody's feeling like, you know Mm -hmm. what? It'd be better if I'm not alive. Well, hopefully they hear that. And can find some hope in that. And I think that's that's our job. Like, I think we're on mission or job or whatever. I think we're on this earth to be more than like an employee for one. But we're on this earth to like impact people. I feel like the word keeps coming up on the podcast, but impact, impact. How do I impact others? I don't just want to like work a job, sell a lot of homes, make a ton of money and then die. I don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I die, but people think like, yeah, but he taught me so much. That's what I want it to be. I want to leave right a legacy for the people I'm around, my kids. I got to do something better for them, for everyone I'm around. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. So I'm going to get a little woo-woo biblical here, if that's okay. Go for it. And I'm not versy, so I'm not called to be like, oh, and John 28. No, that's not me, but but I can tell you stories, right? So I fully believe that God, first of all, tells us whispers, right? So if a whisper is something that you just feel in your heart, like for you, when you said, hey, I want to help this other, this new agent, you know, had you not had that whisper, you wouldn't have been rewarded because you were obedient, number one, right? So you followed through on the whisper, number one, first thing. Second thing is I totally 100% completely percent believe that the obstacles that we overcome when we share the lessons that we learn from that, we ignite a tiny spark of hope, love, connection, and community in other people. And when we light that spark, the whole world lights up. So when you share what you've been through, you are literally giving the other person permission to overcome whatever it is that they're going through. 
So when Jesus goes back from the dead and is in the upper room with the disciples and he breathes the breath of fire and Mm. Holy Spirit and he says, go scatter, spread the good news. The good news is the obstacles that you've overcome. Yeah, guys, she's got a million mic drops. My recap at the end of this episode is going to be three hours long. Yeah. Yeah. Go and help others. Go and impact them. Yeah. 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 And I think it also I mean, and, you know, we're we're both part of TLF. And so we are around 100 right ish entrepreneurs that are generous. But for the most part, most entrepreneurs are not generous. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the lessons there's a bunch, but like one of the lessons here for realtors listening to this and other entrepreneurs is how can I be helpful? Mm -hmm. Right. And is that sharing my story? Is that whatever? I mean, you hear stories all the time. I've often been like, oh, that'd be so cool if that happened to me. But I like you hear stories where like somebody goes and buys somebody groceries and that person didn't have the money and was thinking about killing them. Like you do not know the impact you can Mm -hmm. have on people. And I think in both of what we're doing, like in in my real estate and the podcast and and in what you're doing right with fire starters and like spark or fire, like everything like we didn't st- both of us. Right. Like I, and correct me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong, we didn't start our business thinking like, oh, my gosh, like I'm going to be some big, huge person, whatever. We just were like, who can we help and how we saw a need? I saw a need with the podcast that like realtors are struggling. Mm-hmm. Realtors are not surviving. And and right. Vincent Puglisi said, OK, well, what are you going to do about it? Like you have mm-hmm. you have an obligation to do that. And so I think it's a lesson for everyone listening how can you help others? Is that share your story? Is that start a podcast? Is that what you said about, is that just share a client or coach salons? I mean, you're not doing that anymore, but what is it? We all have, I mean, I feel like we, we almost like, oh, I'm, I'm just one person. I'm nobody. Yeah. But well, one person talks to 10 people, those 10 people talk to 10 friends, right? Like Jesus had 12 followers, right? That, that was it. And most of them <laughs> deserted him anyway. Right. Like, yeah. And I didn't think this was going to be like this big spiritual thing. But you don't you don't need thousands of people telling you, oh, you're so amazing. I mean, you know, I ran an office here in Lancaster at a co-working space and people will say things to me. And I'm like, well, I'm I'm not like anybody I don't want because I really don't want the credit. Right. I want to help people, but I don't want. And the person was like, you know, John, you're going to speak one day in front of like you're talking about Dave Ramsey. You're going to speak at conferences like Dave Ramsey. And I got overwhelmed. I'm like, let's not. But I think she was like, but also you need to embrace that if that's what comes to you. Right. Mm -hmm. If God's kind of giving you a voice. Right. I just someone in our mastermind this morning is speaking at Podfest coming up. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. well, you don't say no to the opportunities. You just walk through open doors, use your story. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. Like, I there's just so yes. much that. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that speaking of our podcast and walking through open doors, I mean, that's how I got involved with the military and veterans. I was yeah. met someone at podcast movement in 19, 2019, the same, same time I met Vincent, who's in TLF and he the 300th person that that week. Right. And he was like, what do you do for your coaching? And I said, oh, I transform trauma into treasure. And he was like, oh, have you considered working with veterans? And I was like, well, that's funny. You say that they keep showing up, but I hadn't really thought about it. Mm -hmm. And within a month, these doors just kept opening and I was in DC. And next thing you know, I'm on Capitol Hill advocating for veterans in a Congresswoman's office. (laughs) 
about is the government helping military find their purpose before they leave the military going back to civilian life? Like, that's where I was. Bill Nye, the science guy, is filming behind me. I mean, it was like <laughs> I'm on Capitol Hill steps. I mean, it's crazy. And I'm like, how did I get here? Within a month, all of that happened. And it was because the door is open. I let go of the attachment that I had that was the goal. Oh, my goal is to open a, a salon and, and blah, 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 and have a bigger salon and a bigger space and all this. And, and I went, you know what? What if I let that go? And what opportunities are showing up next to me? And then this happened. And so I was like, isn't it? Yeah. And it just keeps happening. And now I'm, you know, I've got more opportunities that are just showing up and I'm like, okay, so yeah, I'm looking at, you know, I just moved. And so I'm looking at what, what is a need? What that is a need that I can fill here. And so there's a lot of things that's popping up. So we'll see where those lead. And if they lead nowhere, guess what? It's okay. There was no time wasted because I learned so much about me and the process and who, who I am in the process. That's one thing that I think people forget is they're like, oh, but what if I do it and it doesn't work out? Okay. It didn't work out how you expected it. However, it worked out how God wanted it. There was some lesson that you had to learn or a connection that you needed to make, or maybe you avoided an accident. I mean, literally could be that simple, right? But it's literally, it's never time wasted. Yeah, I I love it. So, so much good stuff there. No time is wasted. And I would love for, you know, as we kind of get towards the end of our time here, a couple things. One, I would love to go back. uh, I love asking this question, go back to you know, when you were going through the hardest of the hard, right? The worst of it. And I'd love to hear um, like a piece of advice you would give yourself at that point. And then I'd love to hear for realtors out there that feel like they're in that dark spot, that feel like they're struggling. What would be your encouragement to them? Mm. Oh, gosh. So uh, no pressure. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of dark spots that show up for me. I would have to say I lost my brother two years ago and two years before that was my dad and two years before that was my mom. Mm-hmm. So about a year ago, I was in a really dark spot where it was overwhelming grief, number one, but feeling as if where I was in life and living, literally living and literally doing what I was doing was the worst thing I could ever be doing. I wanted to crawl out of my skin and go anywhere else, but where I was. And I have been suicidal in the past growing up. And I would say that I I wouldn't say I was suicidal, but it was almost like getting to the mindset of getting drugged down of, I call it crawling through molasses, because that's what it feels like. Like, Mm. oh, this is awful. Another day, I have to do this again. I'm so miserable. And I had been that way when I was with my ex-boyfriend when he was abusive. And it was something that I learned during that time that I started to do. And this kind of ties into what I would say to you know realtors out there who were in the same spot is find, create anything that gives you aspirational hope. Maybe that means monetary. Maybe that means relationships, your family. 
what you want that to look like. Or maybe that just means that you're in a better spot mentally and emotionally than where you are at the moment. Because when you start to focus instead of your current situation and how awful it is, you start to focus on something a little more positive, gives you a little bit of hope. And hope is something that if you don't have, it's hard to get up every day and go to work another day because then it becomes work, Mm -hmm. really work. So if you can create, even create, people say, well, you have to find it. And I'm like, you can create it too. So you get to decide. I think that's what the whole lesson about my dad saying I didn't have a choice is. No, you do. We all have choices. You get to decide where you want to go, how you want the next stage of your life to look, how you want to feel about it. And it's not about going after a goal. It's about how, how is this going to make you feel? And the journey is just the blessing. The destination is just an afterthought. It's not even about the, the destination. It's really about the journey. Yeah, uh, that that's amazing. Thank you so much. And I think for realtors, right, we all are sort of like up to here, like tapped out yeah. some days, like sure. some days. And so if you have some, I've, I've found that like when I have something I'm doing, whether I've created it or I'm finding it, something that gives you hope. And I think I would even add like, hey, do something fun every day. Like I have days where yes. I work 13, 14, 15, 16 mm-hmm. hours and I'll just go watch a show for an hour or go play Madden for an hour. I, I joke because I play more video games now in my life than I ever have, which is crazy with two kids and I work, but that one hour lets me like take a break. Okay. You, this is your time. And so I think that's the other part too. Like, and if you have those things like, Hey, like, so tonight I know I'm going to work late, but if I know that like once I get, you know, six hours from now at nine or 10 PM or whatever, I'm going to have that one hour. It, it gives you that, hope and whether mentally you need that daily or weekly or, Hey, I'm planning a trip in a month with my wife, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, find that. Yeah. I love that. Well, and perfect. Thank you for sharing that because perfect example is right before we got jumped on the call, I was, had been working on my taxes all morning and I was getting on this and I was like, I just need to get out of here. I literally went, I now moved and have lived by the beach. So I was able to go walk on the beach for, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, (laughs) you know, 10, 15 minutes and just to have that fresh air and the wind. I mean, it was so windy, but just to get out in nature literally will shift your mindset. Yeah. It does. Shay, you are amazing. I'm so glad we did this. Before we go, there's going to be people that want to hear more of your stories or listen to you or whatever it is, read your book. You've got so many different things. Can you tell my audience where they can find you and connect with you? Sure. Absolutely. So first of all, you can always find me on my website at shaysparks.com. That's S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S.com. All my social media links are on there, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can always send me a message if you want to know more about the kind of coaching that I do. I do a Spark Your Alpha leadership coaching, but I also have a a book called Hashtag Firestarters, and it is a collection of creative thought leaders coming together to be able to really share their story and start a fire and ignite, be the change that they want to see in the world. And so if you're interested in that, again, feel free to reach out to me, but you can learn more about that at firestartersbookproject.com. 
Oh, and my podcast. I forgot to yes. talk about that. <laughs> my podcast is uh, on all platforms. Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio is the Power of Investing in People podcast. And I am so excited and blessed to have the incredible John Shookman on my show soon. So you'll have to tune in for that. I'm scared. Just kidding. <laughs> Shay, thank you so much. It was an honor to have you on our show today. I know it's going to be beneficial for people to listen to. So thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks. Wow. Guys, I feel like we get to the end of every single interview and I feel like they get better and better because I feel like I learned so much along with you guys. So thank you so much, Shay Sparks. Honored to have you on the show. You are absolutely amazing, guys. I'm very thankful for her and thankful to know her. Please check out her website. Again, shaysparks.com. So S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S.com. She has her Firestarter book. And also check out her podcast, The Power of Investing in People podcast. It's amazing. And I'm very thankful for what she's doing there and how she's trying to bring incredible people and leaders to her audience. So a couple ending thoughts, a few of my highlights from the episode. I love how she said no was next opportunity. (laughs) Man, I've never heard it that way. And maybe you guys have, but I just thought it was so great and such a great point. You know, because we often think of no as such a bad thing. And I've been trying to shift my mindset, you know, even as I talk to you guys about that luxury listing, you know, I got it. But even if I wouldn't have, that wasn't necessarily like a bad thing. You know, I got to the table and then whatever happened from there. So no is next opportunity was a huge takeaway for me from this episode. Another takeaway was, you know, how she said competition over collaboration. And I know we've talked about that before. But I love how she just kind of said, when you do that, there's space for more. (laughs) And if you think about it, you know, if you have a cup and it's full and then you dump some out, gives you space for more. And I just love being reminded of that and just just thinking about that. You know, another great takeaway was when she said that when we learn its knowledge and when we share its wisdom. And wow, isn't that a great perspective to have? Isn't that, you know. And it encourages us, right? It encourages us to share more, right? Share our journey, share what we've learned so that we can share that wisdom with others. A few others, she talked a lot about, you know, how God whispers to us and, and, you know, we follow through on that and how no time wasted, you know, there's, there's no time wasted. It's an opportunity. I love that. So it's, it's kind of that reminder to continue walking through open doors, continue sharing our stories, give people that tiny spark of hope like she talked about. And again, I guess it goes really back to no is just next opportunity. But I love that, you know, no time is wasted. Everything is a learning experience. Everything that we do, every conversation we have, every single showing or thing in our real estate career is a opportunity to learn. So thank you for sharing that, Shay. Uh, Just to close out, I know I've shared a, a a few of these with you guys, but there was just so much good stuff in this episode. She talked about her encouragement to herself, you know, years ago during the hardest time. And the encouragement to you realtors out there was to just find or create something that gives you aspirational hope. And I think in the crazy that we see in the real estate market, it can be so stressful. And so I really would encourage you guys, like, I mean, I'm encouraging myself as well, like find Or create something that gives you that hope, that gives you that encouragement that you need to make it from day to day. Not only that, but take that hope. If you find that hope or create it, 
share that with others, right? Isn't that the point? It doesn't that go back to the whole episode and talking about overcoming adversity and sharing what we've learned with others, sharing that wisdom. So find and create that and then share it with others. I hope this episode was helpful for you. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thank you again, Shay Sparks, for being an amazing friend and for coming on the show today. Make sure you guys check her out, shaysparks.com. So S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S.com. I appreciate you guys for listening and I will talk to you guys on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much and we will see you on the next episode.